Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome, 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 welcome. And indeed, welcome to this new episode of the podcast. Do you feel welcome? You should do, because I just said it 10 times. Don't believe me? Go back and count. Anyway, this is the pre-jingle rambly little tiny little bit little ramble okay i'm not going to make this into a um a sort of what well uh, i'm not going to make this into a, a long-running tradition where i go on and on before the jingle but sometimes you know just stuff happens and i have to add something to an episode you know before it gets published and that's what's happening here so you'll be able to listen to episode 858 trivia quizzes with sarah and fred part two in just a moment. And hopefully you've been waiting, you know, just thinking to yourself, I can't wait for part two, but I have to wait because Luke decided to split this into two parts. Well, here it is. But before you get that, I just wanted to give a little update on this kind of random competition, which has happened regarding the number of minutes that people have been listening to this podcast this year. So what's the story so far? Okay, first of all, it was Urkam who had something in the region of 10,000 minutes. And this this information comes from Spotify Unwrapped, that kind of summary that Spotify users get at the end of their year, which tells them about the things that they've been listening to on Spotify, including their podcast listening statistics. And some of my listeners have been sending their Spotify Unwrapped things to me, kind of saying, I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast. Check this out. This is how many minutes I listened to the show this year. And it's great. I love that. By the way, other podcast platforms are available. Spotify is just one of the many ways that you can listen to uh, these audio episodes, as you probably know. In fact, most of you listening to this are, are not using Spotify. You're going, what is all this Spotify stuff? Is this is it Spotify now? Is that, the, is that the place? No, it doesn't have to be. In fact, most people listening to this audio episode right now are probably using the Apple Podcasts app on an iPhone, right? That's the most popular platform which people use to listen to this. But then also the podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts and that includes Spotify. By the way, Spotify is not a normal podcast app and for that reason you can't actually get episodes of Luke's English Podcast Premium on Spotify. Just saying. So Urcam was the first who I I thought would be the champion. He had something in the region of 10,000 minutes of Luke's English podcast um, this year. Then D, just the letter D, I don't know this person's full name, came in with 18, in the region of 18,000 minutes. And then we had Anita, who just completely blew everyone else out of the water with her number of minutes, which was 41,821 minutes. Okay. And I crowned Anita the reigning champion. But 
Then, guess what? Since then, someone else has come in with an even higher number. Anita, I'm sorry, but you've been dethroned already by Severin from Poland. I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. If indeed Severin is a girl, I think you are. Does it really matter? I don't know. Anyway, so Severin from Poland, who got in touch with me to say that they had listened to my podcast for a grand total of 42,153 minutes this year. 42,153 minutes this year. So Severin from Poland is now the reigning champion of listening to Luke's English podcast on Spotify this year. I wish that everyone else, all the other platforms did this too, so that we could have a proper representative competition. But there you go, Severin, congratulations. And I um, I wrote back to Severin saying, oh my goodness, this is amazing. How did you do that? Have you managed to do anything else this year? Have you eaten? See, because I'm very funny, right? Have you eaten? And then I said, I'll mention this on the podcast. Is that okay by you? And Severin, Severin, am I saying your name correctly? You can let me know. Severin replied and said, I've eaten loads of chocolate for my brain to handle this. Ha ha ha. I've been listening on average two hours every single day and still have hundreds of episodes more to listen to. But it's always been a pure pleasure and fun for me listening to your podcast. Next year, I'm going to double it, double the amount of hours listening to your podcast and of course, amount of chocolate. And I hope my liver can handle this. (laughs) And of course, mentioning this on the podcast is okay by me. Greetings from Wrocław in Poland. So there you go, listeners. But, you know, this is not over. It's not over yet. Because maybe there's one other person out there who's thinking right now, 42,153 minutes. Is that it? Is that all you managed? Maybe there's one person who's got their Spotify unwrapped ready and they're currently blowing the dust off their fingers, ready to send it to me. If that is you, then what are you waiting for? Just go for it. But otherwise, Severin is the the current champion of 2023. Will this continue? I don't know. But if it doesn't continue, then Severin, you will be just the best person. Okay. Well done, everybody. Even if you didn't do any of it. Okay. All right. Fantastic. That's enough of this pre-ramble. Let's get stuck into episode 853. I really hope that you understand these conversations that I have with my friends, where we talk over each other sometimes, where we speak quite quickly. I know it's a challenge. Believe me, I do. I understand it's a challenge. That's always in my mind, right? That challenge. I'm always wrestling with that uh, decision or with that sort of thought, those conflicting thoughts of like, on one hand, thinking I want to present these spontaneous conversations that happen at fairly natural speed, you know. And on the other hand, I kind of think, oh, but I'm sure that this is going to, um, this is going to alienate a lot of people in the audience who simply can't keep up. So, you know, if you do find it challenging, I understand how you feel. Hopefully, slightly shorter episodes make it a little bit easier to follow. But I've said before many, many times, okay, just do your best to continue. Just keep going. Keep listening. You might feel a bit lost sometimes. Then you find that you understand what's going on again. 
you know, and you continue, you persevere in that way. And slowly over time, you will find that you will build up the ability to understand more and more. All right, that's all I'll say. Let's start the jingle. Let's get back into this double episode. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. So this is part two of a double episode, and I strongly recommend that you listen to part one of this first, okay? So please do listen to part one of this before you listen to this episode. So I'm assuming, if you're still with me, that you've heard part one, and so you just want to carry on with the trivia quizzing. In part one, I talked to my guests, Sarah and Fred, and got to know them. We talked about their new podcast, and then we got stuck into the trivia quizzing, and also kind of um, had a look at what it is that makes a good trivia quiz question. And Sarah uh, gave a few good examples of trivia quiz questions, which I had to try and answer. But now it's my turn. I'm going to be the quiz master. And you'll see if I actually have come up with questions that are any good, you can decide whether my, uh, you can decide whether I'm a good quiz master. And can you answer my questions? And all of my questions are related to the English language in some way. What a surprise. As an English teacher, you may have expected me to choose that topic. You probably actually you probably thought, I bet he's going to choose the Beatles. No, all about the English language. So can you answer my questions and can you learn a thing or two from the answers? And then we get to, to Fred's quiz questions, which are also very interesting indeed. So I hope you enjoy this. Let's see if you know the answers. Leave your comments in the comments section, wherever you're listening to this. And I'll speak to you briefly at the end. But for now, let's continue. And here we go. Okay, guys. So it's my turn now um, to quiz the two of you. Okay. Now, (laughs) guess what my my topic is? I'm not as clever as you, Sarah, or as as versed in quizzing methods as you. So I'm just going to tell you what the theme is. And there's no... To be fair to you, we've had a little bit more time to... Right, trivia. That's true. So I've gone with six questions about uh, English, English language. Uh, the first couple of questions are about geography and culture in relation to the English language. Is, gonna be a, is, is chuffed to bits positive or negative? Chuffed to bits. I uh, never remember. That's, it's, that's it, good, right? It's good, yeah. It's really Even good. though you're in bits at the end, yeah. it's, it's, you're really pleased. It's if chuffing. You, so chuffing if, if you're good. chuffed to bits. <laughs> yeah. I need some anti-chuffing powder. <laughs> <laughs> So Ouch. I'm chuffed to bits because I got all the questions right. In I'm that chuffed laugh. to bits for you. Thank you. Can you be chuffed to bits for? Yeah, you can indeed for, in for fact, anything. You are. Really. You May already your bits are. be chuffed. <laughs> bit, so, lady. My bits are so getting chuffed. Over questions here. about geography and culture, and then some questions about spelling and pronunciation. Okay, uh, which yeah. So the first question is: English is an official language in all of our countries of origin. Obviously, the UK and US, but also in Cameroon as well. Can you name one country from each of the seven continents? So I'm not as clever with my quiz questions. They're a bit more... Just can can I the... be persnickety? Yes. English is not an official language of the US. The US it's has... a de facto official language. <laughs> okay. I'm just... I'm pre-fact-checking no, you. Right. you. No, you're right. Of course, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I can I add de facto because it sounds good? It's a yeah, it's a it's a commonly spoken language. Right, it's the predominant and therefore uh, 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 informally 
considered to, anyway <laughs> we talk it's the it. same in the uk it's the same there's no official language in the uk too but it's just the most predominant one english anyway um can you name one country from each of the seven continents with english as an official language either legally or de facto <laughs> right okay and and uh, i want you to choose countries from outside the core anglosphere which okay. includes the uk usa canada australia new zealand Okay, but mm-hmm. with Commonwealth is still okay. I mean, they'll mostly, probably, is, they'll mostly be Commonwealth. I Commonwealth think. is yeah. still okay uh, um, as well. Seven so, continents. Seven continents. So one country from each continent, if you if you can. Can we leave out Antarctica? Uh, no. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the <laughs> the joke part of the question is that hilarious. Antarctica is just Antarctica. And so you got obviously one. Obviously, they speak English. Antarcticies. Yeah. Antarctica. Thanks. Correct. They speak science, which is in English. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All the Norwegians <laughs> there speak... Um, okay, so... We have oh. a map here. Yeah, no, wait, we shouldn't look at it. Look at There's it a map on the wall, yeah. uh, no. which you can ignore if you want. I'll ignore it. So should we start with some obvious ones? Yeah. Um, so in Europe, mm-hmm. um, which is just one. Can we try... Just, can we one name is more? enough. One is enough. I mean, we... there's low-hanging fruit here. Well, I, I want to go with the less low-hanging fruit and say... Malta? Yes. Ooh. I'm not going to do the bell every time. <laughs> Please do. Oh, no. You want the bell? Sure. I liked it. Okay. Malta. Correct. I didn't know about Malta. Oh, you didn't? Okay. What were you no. going to say? Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. That's yeah. The obvious. Yeah. That was the obvious low hanging yeah. fruit there, but uh, Malta, yes. Okay. Okay. That's right. Europe. Okay. Um, you you uh, take your pick. I forget there's a bunch. Uh, yeah. Pick your favorite. <laughs> I go for the neighbors, Nigeria. Okay. Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Ring my bell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ring my bell. Um, what else in Africa? Kenya? Oh. Kenya. Um, so much damage. <laughs> what else? So the Africa, Trail of Destruction. Kenya, Tanzania. Well, the, uh, uh, the Britain's Trail of Colonial Destruction, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the an- Belgians and the French were there. There's too. another story for another time. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, all right. Spread the blame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my people also at some point. We're all probably. part of the soup in a one way or another. Uh, so. We're all here together. Isn't that lovely? Mm. Uh, what, Asia? Asia. Um, so, I would tend to. S- oh, <laughs> I would tend to say Philippines. Okay, you would tend to say. Philippines. I would tend to. Well, we're we're conferring yeah. as a team, right? My my uh, my first was Singapore. That I forget. There's a giant one in the middle that speaks English. Oh, th- there's a giant one in the middle. Yeah, there is the giantest. I mean. Couple of not China, but the other giant one. Mm. Oh yeah, well India. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume India. Yeah, you got three right answers. I'm obviously (laughs) India and Pakistan, um, but Singapore um, and um, Philippines, of course. Yeah, and and no doubt a few others as well. I'm not going to give the whole list right now. Mm. Um, Okay, good. You got Asia, you got Europe, Africa, Asia, yeah, and Africa. Yes, we need. uh, We need. Well, we need a, a North American North country. America, South yeah. America, Oceania. Yeah. Oceania. You have a, yeah. a, a neat little island? Um, North America? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's obviously Canada, but that's boring. Oh, wait. No, did it's, I... it's in the Anglosphere. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hold no. on. I'm sorry. I apologize. I think maybe 
in North America, there is no other country that's not no, in the, not no, in the all, Anglos. All the islands. Uh, yeah, or, the, the, islands. the Caribbean counts, it Does right? the Caribbean count as North America? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay, let's go, for th- let's go with that then. Yeah. What's the Caribbean a? or Caribbean? Either. Yeah. Either. You say, you, you say Caribbean, I say Caribbean. Pirates what? of the Caribbean. Ca- Caribbean? Yeah, Caribbean. And what'd you say? Caribbean. Caribbean. I say both. Car- Car- Caribbean? Caribbean. <laughs> I say Caribbean, mm-hmm. and you would just say Caribbean or Caribbean. Caribbean, Caribbean islands, Caribbean islands. I can't yeah. hear it anymore. I got yeah. saturated. Uh, I um, <laughs> I think there's a Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Jamaica. Did say Jamaica? Did you make her? <laughs> Have you heard that joke? My wife's gone to the West Indies. Jamaica. No, she went of her own accord. And that's one that confuses everyone. Okay. Anyway, uh, yes, Jamaica. That's <laughs> <Yes>. right. <laughs> Congratulations. And then, so Oceania is left. Well, the two big ones. He said no, they're in the Anglosphere. Oh, no, they're not the Anglosphere. Australia, New Zealand, Zealand, no. Um, I guess you could pick an island as well. What's a... Or the hmm? one just above Australia. Just above Australia, go for it. It's, Actually, uh, I might have. I might pa- have Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Oh yeah, you got a few. You got a few li- sort of small islands. Uh, Fiji. Oh yeah, Fiji, Samoa, um, Kiribati, Marshall Islands, Micronesia. Macronesia isn't. I don't know where that is. No. Nauru, Palau, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, Solomon Islands, I've Tonga. Just, I've just done the countries of the world on Sporkle so much. You have to understand. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good sporkle quiz. Yeah, I just Guyana. Yeah. Okay. So you did it. You got your seven. No. Well, no. You we just, didn't do South just, America. Just, South America. You sorry. You the last one. Oh god. Oh I've... man. <laughs> did I? You just said Guyana. Oh. <laughs> that oh, was yeah. the one. I was trying. To, I was trying to remember it. I was like, I know there's one. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Guyana. Yeah, well done. You got seven out of seven. Congratulations. All right, that was question one. Where's my phone? All right, then. Let's go back to... So, next... That was a hard one in Guyana, actually. That was hard. Would you have gotten it? I would have had to, like, go through, like... Yeah, because I think Which it's the one? only one. Yeah, it's the only one. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to listeners in Guyana and indeed any of the countries that we just mentioned or didn't mention. Shout out to all of or you. Or mispronounced. Yes. Number two, question number two. Official languages other than English in the UK. English is the de facto official language of the UK, but there are about seven other native languages spoken there. Can you name four of them? Oh, four. Okay. Um so, so with Brit- so can I just say all the ones I know, and then we can maybe talk about if they're dialects or languages. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like S- Scots, <laughs> um, Manx. There's Gaelic and Gaelic, which are different, I think. Mm. Um, there is Welsh. Uh, there's other. Things that's I think that that's my first. What do you have? I had uh, Scots. Sorry, I had Scots, um, Gaelic, and Welsh. There's an English one as well that you have neglected to include. Ma- Manx, Manx. Oh, Manx, but that's not England. That's Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. Oops. Uh, yeah, it was Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> the Gallagher brothers. Oops. No, I mean, but you pulled it so. 
Um, <laughs> it's good that you got Manx though. That's obscure. Yeah, that's, that's is this another one in England. There's one in England. Oh, are we, were those all right? No, you are absolutely right. Oh. No, very good, <laughs> like very a, good. Yeah, like so a, like a northern thing. Oh, so we got all no. four. We yeah, got you've you've got it. You got your you got the answer right. So let me just recap. Uh, obviously, a, a, English. A Midland, a Midland thing. No, the one the missing one is way Don't. down in the southwest. Oh, I know. Ahar. Got it. Cornish. 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 Exactly. Like the pasties. Like Cornish pasties and pirates. Um, so, uh, obviously, number one is English. About sixty million people speak it. Uh, it's a Germanic language. Number two is uh, Scots, <laughs> as you said, or Ulster Scots which apparently is about 1.8, 1.9 million people uh, in Scotland and Northern Ireland. Uh, it's a Germanic language too, closely related to English. Uh, third one is Welsh, about 1.1, 1.2 million people uh, speak it uh, in Wales, um, mostly. Uh, it's a Celtic language. Mm. Um, there's Number four is actually the Irish language. About 95,000 people in the UK um, speak uh, Irish uh, in Northern Ireland and also Irish communities in major cities in the rest of the country, like Liverpool, Manchester, Glasgow, London, where there are large Irish communities. It's a Celtic language. Uh, then you've got several... Well, then you've got the Anglo-Romani dialect. Okay. Do you know about that? Now, no. it's, there's apparently over 90,000 speakers of this language. Uh, it's associated with Romanical people, Romani people, gypsy travellers in the United Kingdom. And we mm -hmm. have quite a lot of them <laughs> as well. So they have their own language. In sixth place is the Scottish Gaelic dialect, okay. which is another Celtic language, but this one from Scotland, about 87,000 speakers. And then number seven is the Shelter dialect, which is also considered a language. Uh, and that's Irish gypsies. And then Cornish is last in the list here. About 600 people, only 600 people actually speak it. And then Manx, which is from the Isle of Man, was not on my list because I think no one speaks it anymore. Hello, it's time for me to interrupt the episode again. How's it going? Are you doing all right? Did you manage to answer any of these questions? Do you understand what's going on? I hope so. Did you know that there were more languages other than just English and maybe Welsh in the United Kingdom? Anyway... A point here about the Manx language, I just said that I thought that no one actually speaks it anymore. This is not true. People do speak Manx. In fact, the language has been revived. And apparently these days, about 1,800 residents of the Isle of Man are fluent in reading, writing, speaking, and I suppose listening to the Manx language. And Manx, the Manx language is a very important part of the heritage and culture of the Isle of Man. Where is the Isle of Man, you might be thinking? Well, it's a small island just off the northwest coast of England. It's in the Irish Sea. So it just sits there in the sea between the northwest coast of England and the coast of Northern Ireland. There it is. It's called the Isle of Man. The language there is called Manx. And yes, people still speak it. So it has survived and it continues to survive. So there you go, Manx. All right? Right. right. I'm ringing the bell again just in case Thanks. anyone's falling asleep. Spelling and pronunciation is now what we're going to move into. Uh, question three, what pangram, do you know what a pangram is? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it is a, can, should I t try to define it? Yeah, go on. It's a sentence <laughs> that contains all of the letters of a given alphabet in that language. Yeah. Every letter of the alphabet in one sentence. What pangram 
involves uh, what pangram involving several animals is commonly used in touch typing practice. Uh, so I think we're are we all old enough to have been to typing classes? Yeah, me for sure. Um, yeah. No, I just didn't get any, but uh, I did open uh, the fonts file a lot. Okay, you open <laughs> the font you, file. You double in... click on the font, and then it does this window with that phrase like written uh, bold italics. What is it? Because I always get I always get one or two words <laughs> yeah, mixed me up. Too. So it's the the quick brown fox. Mm-hmm. Does jumped some... over the lazy dog? No. No. I mean, there Wait. are more, but... Jumped over... Wait, do we have all the difficult letters? F -Q. The quick sly fox uh -huh. jumped over the lazy brown dog. Ooh. That's nice. Do you have the R? Is there an R in there? Brown. Brown. So the... I'll, I'll give you the point. Well done. I know that there's a different version of that, but I think that yeah. works as a pangram. I think quick... Because I mean, the hardest is Q quick, lazy, Z, W brown, uh, X, Fox. X, Fox. Fox, yeah, F O X. I think that's uh, so. The one that I was looking for, but you got close enough, is the quick red fox. Um, mm, the quick red fox jumped over the lazy brown dog. Oh. And um, yeah, get everything. every letter of the alphabet is included in that sentence. Some of them more than once. I've never yeah. heard the red, uh, but maybe red, bun. red is not necessary because R. We've got R in over. We've got E in over. We've got uh, D in uh, dog. Yeah. So actually, the word red it yeah. could just be the quick fox jumped over the lazy brown dog. But it's quite nice to have red yeah, fox, like brown doo -doo. dog, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well done. You're doing great. Uh, question number five. What is the most... This is just dead easy and an example of a kind of a bad uh, quiz question because it's just sort of like, uh, there's nothing interesting in the question at all. Oh, maybe we could talk about how we would, would rewrite it. Ooh. Okay, please do that. So here's the question. What is the most common letter of the alphabet? Clue, it's also in the most common word. I mean, I guess it would be E. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's E. Um, I, think, I think it's E too. And the most common word is the. the. Um, <laughs> you say the. I say the. The. <laughs> um, mm. Yes. Congratulations. You got it right. Are we writing that? I would. You know what I would do is I would say who was. Um, what was. Oh gosh. I'm not going to remember the name. The book that was written without a letter E. I was thinking about the same thing. Yeah, you would say the most common letter in the alphabet. This entire book was written Did without I... using it. Yeah, maybe. So a guy wrote a book, uh, an entire book, without using the letter E. So this could be the the the, the more yeah. interesting version of the question. Yeah. So John without Smith, using what uh, letter? The most common in the yeah. language. Right. Sort of uh, John Smith, whose name doesn't include an E. Um, <laughs> wrote a book, this book, which uh, amazingly didn't include one letter, the most yeah. commonly occurring letter in the English language, which is, and then uh, a much more interesting version of the question. Okay. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> All right, number six. And hopefully this one, it does what you did before where it gives you the answers in, it kind of gives you the answers in the, or maybe you already know, there's a good chance that you'll already know anyway. So <laughs> number six, make the sound, can you, is a question. <laughs> make the sound, can you? <laughs> mm, make the sound, can you? Mm. So can you make the sound of a voiced labiodental fricative? Now you can work that out from the words. Voiced labiodental fricative. 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 So uh, something with your lips and your teeth making touching friction. Lips and teeth. That's labiodental. Tip of the tongue. And fricative. Lips, teeth, fricative. Vibration, fricative. Voiced. Voiced rather than unvoiced because there's voiced sounds and unvoiced mm, sounds. Versus all. No, they're both voiced. So an example. So I think I would. Well. Mm -hmm. If I may, um, unvoiced might be like a... Correct. Like a TH sound. And a voice is when the voice comes out. Okay. So that's... that's, (laughs) So like the... the, What you just did was an unvoiced dental fricative. Yes. Yeah. Like in um, Thursday, right? Uh, That's a dental fricative, unvoiced. Right. Uh, We're looking for a voiced labiodental fricative. Labiodental. So maybe like not like so n- not a, not the tongue and the teeth which is th- but we need the the lip and the teeth. <laughs> oh no! My, my chair just collapsed. <laughs> Look at the drama on this podcast. You, s- you saved yourself though. So the, not not only have some of my audience members collapsed listening to this long episode, but m- the seat I was sitting on. Literally just collapsed underneath me. Oh dear! From the weight, just from the pure weight of information that's been transferred <laughs> during this episode. I think that even AI can figure out the highlight. I don't know what I'm going to do now. What are you gonna I'm do? just, just going to stand here like this with my head above the, the, the frame of the camera. I don't know. I tell you what. I, I think, think there's there a wait. Ch- I think there's a chair in the hallway outside. I was about to say, can we just pause and then- so we can pause, or yeah. you can continue to confer about what a yeah, labiodental sure. fricative might yeah. be. What a disaster! I'll be back with a chair in just a moment a few moments later i'm really sad about that i really like that stool with the orange seat uh, seat on it you get uh, it you fix it? maybe you get it fixed yeah so but that's the first time that's ever happened in over 850 episodes of this podcast that the seat has actually given way underneath me <laughs> during the recording anyway so if you got your answer then labiodental no fricative um, voiced voice so <laughs> lips and teeth Per is just labio. And that's not... Uh, do you want me to give my commentary or should I just let you go? Well, wait, g- give us a second. Give us a second. Yeah. So we can figure it out. Fricative is like... Is it friction? It sounds like it. I mean, he told you that that is unvoiced dental fricative. Yeah, so I guess... 
We're getting, this is getting into like linguistics territory. Mm-hmm. This is We're beyond like the IPA. All yeah. Right. I like um, to drink IPA mm-hmm. and use it to help them. <laughs> <laughs> use it to fart with the brand. <laughs> Um, okay. I don't get a labia dental, like... So wait, let's just go through all the sounds you can make. Like, this is gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> okay. Ta. What's ta? Ta, dental, ta. 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 There's no lips. There's no lips. No, there's no lips. What do lips so what do? Is, so sat- ma, you know the game mm, satouche or satouche pas? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> ma is very labial. Ma, but no dental. Do you want me to guide you pa, through this? Ba, because ma, it's just you ma, guys making noises. Sa, yeah. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. What wait. about ma? Hold on. Pa and ba, these are plosives. Yeah, which we know in sound editing right. land. Yeah. Plosives, yeah. Pa and ba. So, mm-hmm. pa is an unvoiced labial plosive mm-hmm. because you can't hear the voice. Pa, pa, pa. And ba, ba. You can hear the, uh, that's the, the voice there. Uh, that's voiced and unvoiced, mm-hmm. consonant sounds. Right. In, the, in that case, labial yeah. plosives. Right. But we're looking for a fricative. So that's one where the air passes through. There's friction between the different parts. So if it's, if what did we have before? You can hear that friction of the air passing between the tongue and the teeth. Mm. But I want um, dental. dental labial. So you need to put your teeth against one of your lips and make the air pass through with uh, your voice in there too. <laughs> so, teeth. It's an English sound. It's, it absolutely is used all the time in English. Um, so, teeth here right. against your bottom lip. And oh, is it a... F- that's the answer. Uh, it's like violin. Like violin. Yeah, that's the voiced uh, labiodental. Like voiced. And the unvoiced is like in fricative. Fricative. Frickin' fricatives. Wow. Frickadilly. There you go. I'm afraid you didn't get that answer right. We didn't. But it was it was maybe a little bit too annoying for you to <laughs> to get it right um, but there you go you got five out of six which is absolutely a pass Thank you. Uh, that's a first uh, in my con- my you know my university uh, there you go great thanks Luke alright you're welcome that was fun um, Fred it's your turn then yeah sure. finally to quiz me then so this is going to be the last round and Ooh. then we're going to wrap things up before another chair collapses under one of us. Are you ready for some trivia? I'm ready, Fred. I'm ready for trivia, yes. Question one. Mm -hmm. The colossal squid. The colossal squid, yes. Possesses the largest of which type of organ among among living creatures with a diameter of 27 centimeters, which is larger than the average human head? So... The colossal squid has got the largest organ of, mm-hmm. of in the world. Mm-hmm. Which organ is it? Yes. And how big is it? Again, it's bigger than the... 27 centimetres. 27 centimetres in diameter. Yes. In diameter, 27 centimetres. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Doesn't, a, doesn't a, a squid have a beak? Is this like, you know, like the way birds have beaks? Doesn't in, in the... No, you're looking at me like, what is he talking? <laughs> what beak? I've, I've heard that. Yeah, I see what you mean. It took me a second, <laughs> but now I get it. Because it birds, doesn't have. I mean, it, yeah. Anyway, birds have beaks, and I uh, octopuses and squids don't have beaks. No, they don't. To, to go uh, back in the middle, uh, in the middle, you know. Yeah, I knew yeah, what you were yeah, talking yeah. about like a, yeah. where their mouth is. Yeah. Um, um, 
<sighs> to go back to elements of the question, the same way. Uh, yeah. With a diameter of 27 centimeters. 27 centimeters. The diameter. the diameter of it. Yeah. Okay. Diameter so, usually refers to the size across the, the 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 circle. So it's round. Yes. So it's round. So it's eye uh, or mouth or one of the other ruder orifices of the animal kingdom body. It's an orifice. An organ. Oh, it's an organ, right? So it's yeah. not an okay. Oh my god. Um, eye. Eye. It's the eye. <laughs> eye, Captain. So it's the it's a, they've got the largest eye in, largest in the world. Largest eye of the living, uh, the living uh, kingdom. Really? Indeed. Wow. Giant okay. eyes. Giant eyes. Massive. And possibly beaks, but let's not get into that. <laughs> okay, I've got that right. Bing. Question why don't I ding? Yeah. Okay. I'll be the dinger. Okay. Ring his. Ring-a-ding-ding. Ding. Question two. Which movie... From 2008, starring Amanda Seyfried, was followed in 2017 by a sequel in which Cher and Andy Garcia performed together the song Fernando. Fernando, yeah, which is a song by ABBA. And Cher and Andy Garcia, they performed the song. So it's kind of a musical which features ABBA songs, and Amanda Siegfried was in it. Uh, it's uh, Mamma Mia. Woo! Yes! Ding that! All right. Well sorted. Well sorted. So we got we got uh, two out I, of two. We got Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Number three. Which bowling term? Is bowling. Bowling. Like ten pin bowl. Ten pin. Do you call it ten pin bowling? Which bowling term? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's <laughs> different types of bowling. The question is written as is. Go on. Sorry. Which bowling, th- which bowling term is also the title of a memoir published in 2022 by the fifth person in line for the British Crown? Whoa. Let's just unpack that question again for me. Which bowling term is also the title of a memoir published in 2022, which is recent, mm. By the fifth person in line for the British crown. Okay, let's go with the end. The fifth person in line for the British crown. So you got to King Charles. When he dies, it's going to be William. That's one. Then William's three kids. And then Prince Harry. So it's Prince Harry. What was the bloody book called? Was it called? It wasn't called. Um, it's also a bowling term. Strike. Was it called Strike? Strike! The new uh, army thriller from Prince Harry. It was much sadder. Um, spare. It's called Spare, isn't it? <laughs> you see the... Dig it! Well <laughs> spare, done. Spare, because he's just spare. He's on the side. We've got, and we've got a spare royal that no one's using, that no one needs. Yeah, you can have Prince Harry. There you go, America. We don't exactly. want him. <laughs> Figure it out perfectly. Um, that was a well-written question. See, yeah, got you. Got I got you there. It. That's really good. Question four: The global navigation satellite system launched by the European Union in 2011. Yeah, global navigation satellite, satellite system, system launched by the e- EU in 2011 is named after which 17th-century scientist? Known for his observations of the moons of Jupiter and the rings of Saturn. Oh my God. 
global navigation satellite system mm-hmm. launched by the EU in 2011, named after a 17th century scientist. scientist who was really interested in the rings of Saturn. And, and the moons of Jupiter. And the moons I think of Jupiter. was the first to observe both. Um, the first one to observe both. Oh, gosh. Galileo? No, I'm not sure. I don't know, actually. I don't really know. Galileo. Galileo. It's Galileo. Of course it is. Yeah, I should be more confident in my knowledge of 17th century uh, scientist, astrologer type guys. <laughs> well done, well done. All uh, right. Galileo. So that was four questions. Question five. I'm trying to work out the theme. Good, you've, you've learned how Mama, it works. <laughs> Mamma mia, I spare Galileo. Final question. Question five before mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. The question is revealed. Right. In Shakespeare's play Macbeth, mm. which adverb of time is spoken three times at the beginning of Macbeth's last soliloquy, which takes place after he's told that Lady Macbeth has died? Um, you're you're calling it an adverb because I'm thinking is it tomorrow, t- tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow? But how would you define tomorrow? Isn't it a noun? I'm going to do it tomorrow. Hello, this is me interrupting again. And I feel it's necessary to just explain a couple of things. Right. So Fred has just asked me his fifth question, which is this. In Shakespeare's play, Macbeth, which adverb of time is spoken three times at the beginning of Macbeth's last soliloquy, which takes place after he is told that Lady Macbeth has died? So... A soliloquy is a sort of a speech, a monologue in which a character speaks their thoughts out loud. And there are a number of these soliloquies in Macbeth. The one that's near the end of the play, which is famous, as Fred said in his question, it takes place after uh, Lady Macbeth has died. And uh, Macbeth says, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life is but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. So you may have picked up from that that Macbeth is, well, he's not in a very good mood and he's basically decided that that life and time is just meaningless and that uh, every tomorrow just comes in slowly but surely, every day is the same and now that his wife has died, time is just... Um, a horrible burden and uh, his destiny is meaningless. Right, just kind of typical Shakespearean uh, tragedy stuff. But anyway, the question again. All right, you okay? You're still, you're still, you're still with me. Right. So the question again: Which adverb of time is spoken three times at the beginning of this soliloquy? Now it's tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow. So the answer is tomorrow, but. You heard me there going, what, tomorrow? It, wait, you're calling it, you're describing it as an adverb? And Fred says, how, well, how would you describe it? And I'd sort of go, uh, it's a noun, isn't it? Right. So what you're hearing is is the, the, the cogs in my brain trying to process what part of speech the word tomorrow is. What do you think? Is tomorrow a noun 
or is it an adverb? Okay, who's right? Is Fred right? Am I right? Is it possible that Luke from Luke's English Podcast could be wrong about a language question? Well, the fact is that the word tomorrow is both a noun and an adverb. So Fred is right. I'm right. We're both right. Um, so tomorrow can be a noun. For example, tomorrow is the day after today. So that's that's a noun, right? It's the name of the day after today. But also, um, yeah, Fred is absolutely right. Tomorrow is also an adverb, which describes when a verb happens. For example, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it in the morning. I'll do it quickly, right? All of those quickly in the morning, tomorrow, they're all essentially adverbs. Um, so there you go. That's I just wanted to clarify that and also to defend my reputation just in case you heard me going, uh, it's a, isn't it a noun? Oh yeah, it's an adverb. I just wanted to defend my reputation just in case it, it crumbled even slightly. Okay. All right. So let's get back to the, the quiz then. And here we go. Um, you're, you're calling it an adverb? Because I'm thinking, is it tomorrow, t- tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow? But how would you define tomorrow? Isn't it a noun? I'm going to do it tomorrow. When, uh, I'll do my laundry tomorrow. Oh, yeah. How are you going to do your laundry? When are you going to do your laundry? Tomorrow. Ah, uh, yeah. It must be an adverb then. Tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I had the same question when I heard this. Because I, I, I psyched myself out, and I had the right answer, and then I... She I, crossed it I, I crossed out. It out I, you were sure it was a noun. I didn't. I was like, this doesn't seem like an adverb to me. <laughs> it doesn't have ly on the end. It can't I be know, an adverb. Exactly. Yeah. Question six. All the answers of this round are lyrics to an English language hit song released in 1975. Right. So, Mamma Mia, and. Uh, it's, I mean, it's got to be Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Okay. Just because that's the only song that I can think of with the word Mamma Mia in it that's not the song Mamma Mia by ABBA. Um, doesn't it, does it have the word Mamma Mia in it? Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, let what it go the, be else. But yeah, it does. Yeah. What is the other answer? So, other one is I, I... See a little silhouette of a... No, that's not, that's not the same word. That's different I... I don't remember the reference. Other, any other answer? Uh, you mean n- another song? No, no. no. Um, so, so we've got uh, Mamma Mia. We had I. Um, had the scientist. I form. Oh, I can't remember the reference to the I, the word I in the song. But anyway, we had, scientist Galileo. We had the Galileo, memoir. Galileo Figaro. We right? had the, yeah, we had the, the bowling term. Um, uh, strike, a spare. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to remember all the lyrics to flipping Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not the end of the question anyway. So I think it's Bohemian let, Rhapsody. Let's say you're right. Yeah. Okay. What are the second and penultimate words heard in the song? That's the question. Oh God. So pretty much when you press play on that song, if you think it's I'm one, trying to, if trying you to think remember how the song, song begins. There's so many second, chapters of that yeah, song. There are. Have chapter second markers. Word, second <laughs> word you say, you hear, and then the penultimate, first to last. Yeah. Next word. to last. Yeah. 
Next to last, yeah. The next to last, last, but next to last? W- last but one word. So the penultimate. Se- second penultimate. word and penultimate word. Um, we need to edit here while my brain tries to remember the beginning of Bohemian, mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember the beginning of it. I mean, I would sing it, but it'll be some point in the middle. Down, no, 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 no. Go back, no, no. go back. Yeah. Rewind. I'm trying to rewind. Mm-hmm. It starts with the piano, doesn't it? Mama just killed a man. Is that the first line? It's not. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. If you think that before his head full of my trigger now. Um, go back, go back, go back. What's the first line? Do you want to try song? the, to, to try for the end? Do you know the Muppet version? Maybe that's going to help. No, I don't uh, know the Muppet version. So, um, nothing really matters. Nothing, mm, nothing really matters to me. Two. Can't be the word two. I don't know, Fred. I'm sorry. I'd I'd love to sit here and speculate, but uh, okay. uh, let's just get the, the answer. The song begins with a high pitched choir section. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is this the real life? This, this, and Good. two. Mm, there's nothing a- really have matters to me. I don't remember. Anyway, the wind blows doesn't really matter. <laughs> Isn't that the last line of the song? Uh, you, I don't you know. Edit, I don't you know. Edit. It's every anyway. The wind blows. blows. Boom. Oh, okay. So it's it's uh, the uh, <laughs> um, this and wind. Woo! Congratulations! <laughs> Ding that bell. God, that was a long tortuous process but we got there in the end yes yeah okay congratulations well in uh in real like life context this is a thing with a team so <laughs> yeah no one does it does it on their own I'm, yeah i'm imagining the pub situation where you ask yeah. that question everyone's on these yeah. tables trying to sing bohemian raps oh, yeah. and that must be quite funny forget the beginning or the end and Yes, that's a good one because everyone knows that song. Well, a lot of people know that song. Yeah, uh, we've heard it so many times. But and it's a bit of a maze, isn't it? So, to yeah. try and remember the first line and the last line. Yeah, it must be very funny to watch five tables of people all trying to sing different parts yeah. of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I was I um I did a music round once where I just played um you know different instrumental solos and you just had to name the instrument. So. One of them was um, Bohemian Rhapsody on a marimba, except I couldn't get control back of the bar because people just started singing it and wouldn't right. stop. <laughs> right. Yeah, with some songs, it just turns into like massive karaoke. You have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to wrap things up here in the land of quizzing that we've journeyed to, it's been mm. a wonderful journey. Paris Quiz Mistress and her protege uh, quizzing son. Uh, Fred Iango Not an Alias podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts if you want more quizzing fun also on Instagram uh, Fred uh, are you online as well as being part of the podcast do you have your own comedy stuff as well do you want to tell everyone about that too Fred Fred me up on Instagram it's Fred me up okay and oh I also say always uh, I I haven't checked that recently but chess.com or like chess if you play chess I'm fred me up. I I should check my uh, my chess app. Maybe I have like people. I promote it, but then I don't. I haven't played chess recently, so. So it's basically, if you want to wait to play chess with Fred, then go to <laughs> chess.com and find yeah, fred friend, me up. Friend me and like 
challenge me to a, like a nice day challenge so we don't have to like rush and we have mm -hmm. you're busy people sure. uh, so yeah um, that's uh, that's it for me okay wonderful thank you very much for taking part and for asking me questions uh, which I somehow managed to get right largely thanks to the way the questions were written <laughs> if they hadn't been written that way I wouldn't have understood them um, and can we just sort of you know I don't know RIP in memoriam in, in, yeah just talk about the chair the, <laughs> the stool that died during the episode it's a sad moment but you know everything must pass ultimately is this the, the thumbnail of the episode <laughs> I don't know it'd be very confusing just you holding up a, an orange uh, vinyl seat from my stool. Anyway, orange? guys, thanks so much. Uh, lovely to talk to you. Let's have lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Pleasure. Always, always great coming here. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Okay. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>in their podcast, Not an Alias podcast. And I was in episodes 18, 19 and 20. Okay, you'll find links in the description on the page for this episode on my website. You will find some embedded audio players and all the rest of it. So you can just check those things out. Uh, that's the end of this episode. Okay, thank you so much for listening all the way up until this point. You are a It's amazing. I mean, either you, uh, either you are asleep or you're a skeleton or you are just loving it. I don't know. Anyway, leave me your comments in the comments section. Um, did you understand the questions? Did you get the questions right? If you want, what would be really good is you could create your own quiz questions and write them in the comments section. That, that could be fun. And I would be willing to try to answer them. Okay, so consider doing that. Consider making a quiz question and putting it in the comments section. There's a little challenge for you right at the end of the episode. Okay, nice one. I'll speak to you again soon on the podcast in some form. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription 
you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.